Hey there. It's your friend, Fat Guy. Today we're talking about the pros and cons of living and working in multiple locations. This is relevant to people who have actually retired, of course. But the question in the Fat Fire forum today was actually posed by someone who has complete location freedom in their remote job. Here is the question. I'm not retired, but recently hit the jackpot with work, a fully remote job that can truly be done from anywhere in the world. On this sub there are many discussions about which cities to live in, but as far as I can tell not one about how many cities to split time between. Do you have one location for winter months and one for summer? Do you have a main base with short vacations elsewhere? Do you live in a new city every month? What are the pros and cons of each? So that was the question. I'm going to summarize some of the discussion and some personal thoughts, before sharing my favorite answer from the forum. A couple of people shared warnings, essentially. That although it's a remote job, you still need to choose a location with your work in mind. As one user said, no. You have a job and career. You might need another job someday. You really need to consider your personal life, including location, as something to help optimize your career, job and future earnings. A 12-hour time difference, a place without easy air travel, a place without support services and reliable technology in dozens of other location-specific issues can harm your job and career. A lot of conversation about time zones. And I agree this is a huge factor. I can speak from personal experience here. The US to Asia or Australia time zone is a much hated time zone. But people also complain about the US to Europe as well. Some horror stories in here. Including one user who said they have a period of time working in Australia where they would start meetings with the US at 4am so they could catch the end of their workday, work the Australian workday in the office, and then join more US calls in the evening as the US workday was starting up again. They said, not surprisingly, there was a divorce shortly after. A lot of comments even about time zones within the US. Working from the Pacific time zone for example while your colleagues are in the Eastern time zone. That may mean some 6 or 7 a.m. meetings. So my personal experience here reflects the user who worked in Australia and had a team in the US too. I also was in this situation. And it was objectively awful. I'd work till midnight or 1 a.m. most weekdays. And you can't just immediately fall asleep after having a meeting, especially a high-energy one or where you're presenting. It took a couple of hours to wind down after that, so I'd be actually falling asleep at 2 or 3 a.m. It messed up my sleep obviously, and I always felt a little disconnected from life in that city. I was waking up at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., and I'd miss out on the morning, and it was really a morning kind of city. When I moved back to the US, those first few weeks were bliss. I didn't have to start a series of meetings after eating dinner and putting children to bed. Back to the forum responses. A lot of people talked about the overhead costs and headaches of owning multiple homes in different locations. That's definitely a topic we should cover in the future on its own. But it's also relevant to this topic. A few people with young kids said that say that living in multiple locations is generally not viable. For kids under school age, you'd need a nanny in each location which seems hard to find and develop any consistency around. Nannies who travel are fairly rare. 
And a comment from a user saying that au pairs can travel with you but they are young and almost need to be parented themselves. Then when kids are school age, it's also not ideal to be pulling them out of one school to take them to another. So, this is a game for those people without kids, or having adult kids. Here's a comment from the forum that ties those last two points together. It's not the furnishings and personal effects as wardrobe at each and minimal luggage required. It's the maintenance and fit out. Things get tired and updating and refreshing multiple homes is expensive but eventually the travel itself becomes tiring. Different stages of life will suit different modes of living but I did it when younger and will do it again when older. Right now in the mid-years with children. Not a chance. Their schooling and my work requires different commitments. So I chose an ideal year-round location which I can quickly access. So. I personally resonated with this. Little kids kind of kill some of the more exciting aspects of retiring early. Like you can't just jet off to travel whenever you want, which is what a lot of people imagine about retiring early. So, a great discussion as always in the Fatfire subreddit. And the general feeling is that there are a lot of barriers and important factors to consider for actually living in multiple places. But I want to now share the fattest reply, in my opinion. Sort of in a position to answer this. My firm has teams in eight time zones, I work remotely, I've spent significant amounts of time in about 40 to 50 countries, mostly in capital cities, to the point of lifetime statuses maxed out across multiple hotel chains even though I'm not in sales or consulting. About the split, I personally don't see why you'd ever want more than two locations and I wouldn't ever dip below 75% time spent at the primary. I'd say almost all of the people I know with significant disposable means, e.g. full ownership of private jet, still max out at two. I feel the main reason is that there's a certain joy that comes out of routine. There's a sense of productivity, healthy lifestyle, and mental focus that's just hard to maintain unless you give yourself many weeks to acclimatize at each location, even if you're a seasoned traveler. Unlike another commenter, I don't feel there's a maximum tolerable time zone difference. I've always felt worse taking calls between Eastern Time to London and Mountain Time. Or Shanghai for some reason, but I've never had issues between Tokyo or Sydney to Frankfurt or SF. Personally, I like cities where you can live all year round, have an airport accessible within 25 minutes on average, and have at least one other top-tier city within 5 hours of flight time. Perhaps a better generalization is that if you have to exceed the 4-hour time zone gap from the center of gravity of your team, pick a city that has a significant support system for nightlife, I don't mean like bars, but more like typical dining hours and opening hours of places you frequent. Spain and Portugal are good in this sense, since people there seem to enjoy eating late. So that's my favorite response from the discussion today. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to get my next episode. See you soon.